Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 23. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we set the record straight about Marie Kondo's statement about giving up on tidying. Do you know who isn't giving up on tidying? The amazing group of women who have been rocking this week's five-day decluttering challenge in the free Facebook group. I have been decluttering right alongside them, and I'm grateful for the community and support. So make sure you join us at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, because we will be doing these decluttering challenges on a frequent basis. Most of us like the feeling we get after decluttering, but the process of doing it is both time consuming and emotionally draining. In episode four, we spoke about how once we own something, we give it meaning and give it more meaning over time as memories are attached to the item. That's why I recommend starting your decluttering journey in your car or bathroom rather than with sentimental items. Decluttering takes time and effort and taxes our decision-making muscles. We second-guess ourselves, or even worse, we have spouses or other relatives who question our decisions. Even if we finally muster up the energy to declutter and create a system around doing it regularly with accountability, it may feel like we are in a never-ending cycle of trying to get stuff out of our house so that we can breathe. If you feel like you are constantly drowning in clutter and never getting ahead of it, there is hope for you to break the cycle. Today, I'm going to share three things you need to stop doing in order to get out from the clutter that is suffocating, or as one book puts it, suffocating you. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. I am thrilled that so many of you have been leaving five-star ratings and written reviews on Apple Podcasts. Because of you, more moms are finding the podcast and sharing it with others. I know that your time is precious, and I am so grateful that you're spending it with me today. I have been told that my podcast voice is soothing, which I take as a compliment, but I want to warn you that I am going to be giving you some more tough love in today's episode. So don't let the soothing voice fool you, because living a clutter-free life requires work and commitment. But I will never suggest anything that will overwhelm you, so we are going to take it step-by-step together. If you are searching for decluttering tips in Pinterest, you will find hundreds of ideas, decluttering challenges, and the like. But what you won't find as much is how to prevent excess stuff that becomes clutter from coming into your house in the first place. Recommending that people buy less is not supported by our consumerist culture. 
it is much easier for me to tell you how to get rid of what you don't want, rather than recommending that you don't buy it in the first place. Why is this? Well, as we talked about in episode 19 about choice overload and decision fatigue, at least in the United States, we value the freedom of choice. We don't want to be told how to spend our disposable income. Let's take a trip to Target with our kids as an example. I enter the store, grab the shopping cart, and am immediately greeted with the dollar spot. I look around and buy a basket with hearts on it for Valentine's Day because it's cute. I find a shirt on sale and I can't not buy it because it's $7 for crying out loud. And then my son starts whining and I promise him that as long as he is good while I get our groceries, he can pick out a Hot Wheels car from the toy section. Perhaps you see nothing wrong with the above scenario because in your opinion, the motives behind each of these purchases are completely legitimate. But let me ask you, what happens after the items are in your shopping cart? What happens after they come into your home? What happens in three to six months when they aren't looked at or used again? They are clutter. And just like that, you have more decluttering work to do with time and energy that you don't have. The hard truth is that if you want to stop constantly decluttering, you have to be more intentional and, dare I say, ruthless with what you're bringing into your home. You have to be mindful of the still small voice that is questioning your purchases in the moment. What do I mean? Let's go back to Target for a moment. You have a shopping cart full of the groceries you plan to get and a bunch of stuff that you didn't plan to get. As you place each item on the checkout conveyor belt, you feel a twinge. You start to wonder, do I really need that basket? That t-shirt is probably going to fall apart in a few months, just like the other one did. Why did I buy him another Hot Wheels car? We have a million of them at home. What do you do with that voice? Do you stuff it down and justify the purchases of things you know you don't need? Do you make excuses or make up some aspirational reality in which you will use the items that you're buying because buying things in the moment feels good? We have to tune into the voice telling us that we are buying something we don't need just because we are trying to fill something within us. What is at the root of why we are buying this thing? I promised you that I'd share three things you have to stop doing if you're drowning in clutter. Please do not see these as prescriptive, as things you have to do, but they are strong recommendations coming from the heart of a mom who wants you to experience the freedom on the other side of your clutter. Number one, stop buying kids stuff they don't need, especially if it's not their birthday, Christmas, or another gift-giving holiday. A corollary to this is to stop making every holiday a gift-giving holiday. For example, you don't have to get your kids a stuffed animal for Valentine's Day. If you are buying your kids things because you're using it as a behavioral incentive, just be aware of it. I am not a parenting expert, but I will tell you that giving your kids toys to prevent meltdowns in Target or as a reward for peeing in the potty comes at a cost. A 2021 survey of 1,000 parents in the U.S. with kids ages 3 to 12 found on average those kids played with a maximum of 10 toys in their entire collection. I'll link to the survey results in the show notes. 10 toys. And if you think about it, I bet you know what your kids' favorite toys are off the top of your head. So before you bring more toys into your home, 
ask yourself why you are doing it. Moving on to number two, stop buying stuff just because it's on sale. The minimalists have a quote that I love. It's 100% off if you don't buy it. Part of this is recognizing what you are allowing to come across your eyeballs every day. Is your inbox full of retail emails shouting at you about sales and clearances? Does your phone constantly pop up with notifications from Target, Walmart, or other retailers when something you are looking at goes on sale? Perhaps you weren't even thinking about needing Valentine's Day matching pajamas for you and your hubby, but they're on sale and only for a limited time. I know that you know that advertisers and retailers constantly and relentlessly try to convince you that you, as you are, with what you have, is not enough. And if you don't take advantage of this sale, well, my friend, then you are missing out, right? And this fear of missing out, or the idea that we might have to pay more for something in the future if we don't act now, is a strong motivator. My recommendation is to turn off retail notifications and unsubscribe from as many retail emails as possible, or at the very least, change their frequency. I always joke that Carter's really wanted me to know that jammies were on sale because I think I got multiple emails from them in a day at one point. No wonder our inboxes have thousands of unread emails. Unroll.me is a resource to help you unsubscribe from emails and clean up that inbox. Also, start with what you need, then search for the coupon, coupon code, or sale. Don't start with the sale email and then justify buying something because of it. This will save you from impulse purchases and help you curb the stuff stream coming into your home. My final tip for today, can you tell that I could go on and on about this? is to stop saying yes to free stuff just because it's free. I have spoken about buy nothing groups before because they are a wonderful way to bless your community by getting rid of things you no longer use or love. But there is a flip side to this. If you are constantly browsing buy nothing, you can likely justify bringing a ton of stuff into your home because it's free. That is sabotaging your decluttering efforts big time. Put limits and boundaries around how you are using buy nothing or free cycle or anything similar if that triggers you to bring stuff into your home. Similarly with hand-me-downs, don't feel like you have to keep everything just because it's free. Have limits, whether that be using the container concept we spoke about in episode six or just using the one in one out rule to replace things. You are the CEO of your home the ruthless bouncer, keeping unneeded and unsavory things from crossing the threshold of your home. You can say no, and your future self will thank you. So to recap, curbing the stuff stream coming into our homes is the flip side of the decluttering coin. We will never be finished with decluttering because we are constantly changing, our kids are growing, and our stuff will change with us but it is a lot easier to manage the stuff in our homes if we ask ourselves some tough questions about our motivations for purchasing items in the first place. There are three things you need to stop doing to help your future self. Number one, stop buying your kids things if it's not a necessity or if it's not their birthday, Christmas, or a similar gift-giving holiday. Number two, stop buying things because they are on sale. Limiting your exposure to retail emails and ads will help. And number three, stop bringing things into your home just because they are free. You are the CEO of your home, and you are cultivating the home and life that you want. You have to be discerning, 
intentional, and a bit ruthless to do this, but it is possible. I hope this episode blessed you. If so, please share it with a friend and feel free to join my free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm for more decluttering support. Next week, we'll be talking about the questions to ask yourself while you're decluttering. Spoiler alert, I am not a fan of does it spark joy? I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.